welcome to Hospitality oh. Live. Look who I've got next to me today, Mr. Liam Manton, the uh, Managing Director of Deesbridge. How the devil are you, sir? How are you doing, pal? You all right? Yeah, fine, mate. You? Yeah, very good to see you. Yeah, yeah. very, very good to see you. Yeah. So, basically, let me talk you through the show. Tuesday, the 24th of November, 12 noon, Hospitality Recovery Live. And let me, first of all, say a big thank you. Thank you for all the comments that people have basically sent me and, you know, the hundreds of emails that quite clearly have come through. The show's actually gone viral, so, you know, it's looking very, very good. Um, just in case people don't know who I am, yeah, and just give some details. I say, you know, there's my LinkedIn details. And basically, there is my new contact details. We've basically come up with a new show, uh, hospitalityrecovery.co.uk. So in the background, there is people that quite clearly can contact me. Uh, the website isn't up yet. And where's the show going to go out to? It's going to go out to YouTube. So based on the YouTube channel and also basically on LinkedIn Live. Welcome to the people from Facebook and welcome to the people from UK YouTube. Also on the podcast is basically Last Man Standing. And that basically goes out to Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor and all the mainstream. So... Um, I know people watch this basically just going back to the antics is watch this on a replay so if you are watching this on replay basically please put R or replay in the comments and we'll know from the statistics where we go as you know guys in this show we absolutely crave attention so quite clear you know to come in say hello you know basically make sure that you quite clear you've got your location on there and you know lots of questions for this guy next to me mr liam manton um you know basically come in if you do guys um put the queue before it and then i'll be able to get from the feed exactly where it's coming from um just a quick one really uh it's not particularly a sweary show to be quite honest yeah but obviously we are live um i haven't got the bleeper machine <laughs> he's promised not to swear a bit like jbs last week um you know so quite clearly you know if you if you are listening put your earbuds in move away i know people listen to it you know and sort of you know speakers and god knows what after the show but quite clearly if you are move that laptop to another thing so What's the hospitality got, industry got to with us this week? You know, obviously we had the PM's announcement yesterday. Um, and I'll just basically come off another briefing. So quite clearly, you know, a bit of sort of mixed feelings in there. Um, Christmas, it looks like we're going to be spending together with Christmas, doesn't it? Yeah, so all the family and sort of get together. How do you feel about that? And obviously we're going to go into different tiers, different areas of lockdown. Um, but what will come out based on the 3rd of December... Uh, the update yesterday, um, basically, you know, for the pubs is quite good, really. Uh, a little bit of glimmer there, basically from 10 p.m. Um, and 11 p.m. will be home time, will be closures, but some will still still be basically still in, you know, sort of takeaway and, you know, close down together. The events industry, um, no date for the events industry is absolutely shocking. Come on, p.m., give us a date to work to. And obviously, you know, if your weddings, your big sort of occasions, still not there. Nightlife. Um, some of those guys haven't had any sort of revenue since the the 23rd of you know March you know so some of those businesses absolutely dies pub industry pub industry itself um you know I, I sent out a message I know Liam you know you sent out some stuff yesterday you know will that actual sector survive you know especially in people in tier three um you know takeaway meals beers and you know all that sort of stuff so um, if you have a view on those guys, basically pop them in the comments. As I say, we have lots of sort of feed that comes back. You know, some good, some good sort of things. Really, some sort of you know, just gives a glimmer of hope. There is a vaccine on its way. Whenever that comes in, whether it's summer, whether it's you know, you know, sort of speak this morning. You know, will that come in for sort of Easter? Will that sort of come for the summer by the time we roll it out? So a better thing in there. And as I say, you know, the 10 p.m. basically goes back to 
11 p.m., which is closed doors and it stops people falling out to the street. So a little bit of him, you know, a little bit of glimmer yesterday, um, but quite clearly still lots to do. So let's cheer ourselves up. Let's talk about gin. Let's talk about Didsby gin. Yeah, you know, so I've got the guy next to me. Um, how big is it? So I was doing some research into gin and obviously we do a lot with ginology and drinks and, you know, sort, sort, sort of, you know, online sort of virtual tastings, you know, and stuff like that. So gin market in the UK, just for people who don't know, is basically 2.7 billion. Let me repeat that for you. 2.7 billion pounds worth market we spend on just gin alone. That is 88 million bottles of gin. Yeah, you know, so an absolute massive market. National market for drinks, just to basically sort of give you some background to this before we bring them on, is basically 46 billion pound economy for the drinks market. Um, you know, as, as I said, 2.22 billion pounds is the pub market. So a massive market. You know, I know basically people like Sasha basically was talking about, you know, um, pubs in basically sector three would probably won't even make it to the spring. Let's face it, you know, so lots of those pubs are going to close down um you know and we'll see what that comes out of it yeah biggest sort of producers of gin and drinks is basically spain yeah that, that surprised me really yeah so they drink basically a liter of gin all the way through per person that is quite a big amount of money isn't it spend just over 400 quid a person on gin yeah uk's number fourth yeah all the way through anyway enough of me sort of whittling on yeah okay let's basically bring in my co-host mr liam Manth. let's find out what he's going to say about the industry recovery and let's find out what he says about gin let me read yeah. through hang on yeah. Paul, let me just read through yeah cool Thank you, you, mate. Yeah. so well i think the the announcement yesterday you say there's a bit of glimmer a glimmer of hope there but to me it felt like another nail in the government's coffin for hospitality to be honest you know there was a lot of these businesses have been vilified. Hospitality has been vilified during COVID when statistically it's actually proven to be one of the safest places in terms of, you know, recorded transmissions. So hope a little bit, but, you know, I think, I think hospitality has had, had, had a bad, a bad, uh, bad beating with, with this one. Mm. Before before we find out, let's just have a quick look through, just see who's listening, Liam. So let's just have a look at these. Oh, let's have a look. That's the test one. Hi, Nigel. Managed to jump in briefly, currently in Arlo. So there's Mark Daniels. Mark's just basically um, produced podcasting. Let's have a quick look. Uh, Rebecca Crowley. Yeah, okay. Used to be with us at Nesbit. So obviously just got a new job, Rebecca. Um, Roger Broxbank is back. Hiya, Roger. How you doing? Um, Hi Nigel and Liam from Cheltenham, yeah, from Alina. Yeah, hi Alina, how are you? Um, as you can see, we're all over the place, yeah. Thomas Spacey's from, from Essex. Uh, good afternoon from Peterborough, Guy, how you doing? So older people now are flowing into the show. Kevin Blair from Afternoon from Oxford. Hi Kevin. Uh, who else have we got? LinkedIn user, you need to go to the top, yeah, and basically mm -hmm. click on there and basically put your feed out. You, it looks like you're a Facebook user, so if you're on Facebook, that's what you need to do. Um, yeah, you know, who got through, got going through here, etc. etc. Hang on, Gary's got a question which to come back to. So, Liam Manton, yeah, who the hell is Liam Manton? You know, we, we know you from the industry and I know you, pal, yeah, you know, so you know, we sort of talk, you know, we know you lots. Um, we've seen you on Dragon's Den, yeah, for your investment there with, with Jenny, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But first of all, who is Liam Manton? Talk us through. Well, so I'm one of the co-founders, uh, managing directors of Didsbury Gin, um, rapid growing gin brand in the UK. We launched the business in January 2018. Um, currently stocks in a, you know, a lot of national accounts in the UK. Um, 
got investment, as Nigel's just said, on uh, the BBC TV show Dragon's Den. And yeah, we've not looked back since. <coughs> okay, so, you know, obviously Dragon's Den, let's get this one out of the way, because obviously that's where we know you from. Two bumbling guys, yeah, sort of quivering in front of five dragons and Tuca and Peter and, you know, I think Tej was on there, wasn't he? And sort of yeah. Devin Meaden. Uh, Tej on my feet, so I might get him on, actually, and see what he thinks, yeah, you know. But yeah, didn't, didn't he offer you a... Uh, didn't he offer you an investment, Tej, at one stage? What, what was that? Yeah, we had we had two offers by the end of the show, but we just felt, you know, with Jenny being Northern, um, and she, she seemed to understand where we wanted to take the brand a bit more than, than Tej did. So, you know, we turned him down. Okay, so those people that don't know Jenny, I've sort of got to... Yeah, that's Jenny, by the way. Yeah, uh, Jenny Campbell. Yeah, okay. She's so, still not paid us for that bottle, actually. Is she, is she not paid for that bottle? Shocking, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, get the board meeting going. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, that's, what should, that's what you actually do there. Yeah. Anyway, mate. So, 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 just, just talk to me then quickly about sort of Dragon's Den because we obviously we say ten minutes of it, don't we? You know, we see the, yeah. the the good bits, the ugly bits, the sort of you know, and then go and talk to the wall and obviously watch that show and basically you know we say to each other you know would you make that investment? Would you basically take it? What would you do? So just tell me how, how long is the show? How long is the sort of you know? Just tell me through that. I mean, well, as a day, it's it's a grueling day because you have to get there at six a.m. Um, and then the you're in what they call the entrepreneur's green room. Um, we call it a holding pen. You know, it's a little windowless room. Um, we've sort of ten other businesses in there who are going on to pitch. Yeah, you know, they, they film ten ten pitches a day and then okay. you can make the episodes up as they go along. What you see on TV, um, you know, we we were probably in there just shy of three hours. So that's from the moment you do your pitch, which is a brief, you know, couple of minutes. Then afterwards, you know, we were basically being grilled for three hours and then they condensed that down. Obviously, some people are in there, you know, a lot shorter than that. But the rule of thumb is the longer you're in there, the better it is because it shows you, you know, you're getting engaging questions. Yeah. And obviously, Jenny gave you the investment. I mean, yeah, what was it? Sort of £75,000, wasn't it? Sort of yeah, yeah. investment you got? Yeah. Okay. So doesn't sound like a lot, really, does it, to open up a business, sort of, you know? Um, and yeah. Obviously, you know, we've, we've financed a few times along the journey, but that was just kind of some, some start-up cash to get us to the next stage and, and keep the lights on. Because, you know, me and my business partner, Mark, we, we were both made redundant the week before we filmed the show, so it was kind of sink or swim time. Okay, because obviously Mark Smallwood, who's knows your business partner, obviously Jenny, Jenny Campbell, who we know from Dragon's Den, and obviously you, you didn't come from a hospitality industry, though, did you? You come from the country. Well, I spent a lot of time on the other side of a bar, so. <laughs> yeah, drink, drinking gin, no doubt, you know what I mean? So, okay, yep. yeah. Well, and, and Liam, I, I, I want to ask you, because basically, obviously, the, the, the PM announced yesterday about the sort of lockdown and the sort of the pub sector, yeah, he's, 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 and retail is where you come from, yeah? So that's basically how you and that's where I certainly come from, from a food and beverage background. Yep. Um, what, 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 what's your sort of thought process of the sort of industry, the pub industry? I think it's been a national disgrace how, how the hospitality sector and the event sector has been treated throughout COVID. It's an absolute disgrace. You know, they, they've made sweeping kind of statements, sweeping rules, not backed up by science, not backed up by evidence. And here we are, you know, a lot of these businesses have spent millions of pounds complying with government guidelines, you know, guidelines which have been set by government to then have the rug pulled from under the feet with this announcement, which, yeah, you know. But did, did we expect anything more from, from what we've got in government? I don't know. 
Okay, so yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. I think basically from tier two to tier three, and obviously we'll find out on Thursday just for the podcast. You know, we'll find out Thursday exactly what tier we actually come into. So you know, if you're a publican at the moment, you've got to feel for your business, haven't you? You've got to feel for your cash flow. You're sort of, you know, great having a five percent sort of VAT. You know, sort, sort of depreciation in your VAT. Yeah, the VAT. You know, it's a token gesture. People need rate relief. They need rent relief. Well, they need to trade. People need to be able to get on with the business. You know, we're trading. I get it. I get, you know, we need to be safe and safety has to come first. But these these operators, you know, a lot of them who we work with have spent millions and millions of pounds. These are one-man bands. These, these are pub groups on complying with safety regulations that were imposed on them. Yeah. And for what? Yeah, it's it's, it's I, I was pretty. Well, I guess I wasn't shocked yesterday. I mean, nobody from the industry was. You know, we we've been sort of lobbying for yeah. a, a, a three month plan, haven't we? You know, so get us out and sort of you know give us a three month, give us a six month plan. The events industry, for example, you know, give us a date to work to. You know, we just keep to we just seem to keep reinventing what it is we're doing. What you know, do we have do we have a medium to long term plan, or is it just oh we'll try that? Oh we. Well, we've gone down that road now. We can't turn back to save face. You know, it's. Yeah. I, I actually don't understand it. The data, you know, suggests that hospitality and hospitality venues statistically are the safest venues in terms of contact tracing. So, yeah. you know, where's the evidence to support this? Yeah, I, 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 I think basically there's a statistic that came out, you know, since it was bandy around, it's basically two to three percent, isn't it? Mm. You know, so, so you know, it's probably one of the safest places than going to a supermarket or you know, taking that underground. Well, basically taking the, the, the data, the data shows that it is, you know, and this is this is public health England data, so. Yeah. Okay, I want to take you back. I want to take you back to sort of 2017, 2018. Yeah, so so, so you made redundant. Yeah, you know, yeah. you and Mark messing around with gin on the on the table. God knows what. When was that moment when you thought, do you know what, I want to turn it into a multi-million pound brand? When, when was when was that moment? When was that sort of light bulb moment? Well, to be honest, it's just start, it's all grown organically over the last two years. I mean, when we when we first came, how the brand came about, you know, we was actually in a pub drinking gin, and there's a pub in Didsbury which had you know 80, 90 gins, and we foolishly said one day, oh, we'll go in and work our way through the menu. We didn't get very far, um, <laughs> but we give it a good go. And he, you know, the receipt for the for the session came at the end of the night, and literally it was like a scroll, you know. And it was a, it was a throwaway comment that Mark made that was, "Oh, there's got to be a cheaper way of doing this." Yeah. So I've gone, I've gone to the, you know, to the bathroom, and the light bulb moment. Then you know, while I'm at the arrivals, oh, Nick, you know, perhaps there is. And then we just decided we wanted to make something that we wanted to drink that had the characteristics of some of our favourite gins. So you know, we 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 we, we bought a bit of kit. Um, met up with some distilleries and, and got a bit of advice and just made a really, really small bag, you know, 12 bottles or something of, of what we thought was our perfect gin. It's still the recipe today that we use for this gin, the original gin. Um, and then we put a tasting event on at the bar. Mark was managing for friends, family, you know, some local bar owners. And we, we, we made some gin and tonics and we benchmarked them against two other you know, leading high street, well-known gin and tonic served. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're about 90, 95% in terms of, you know, people who preferred our gins. Well, actually, we've probably got something here. So, you know, we had a good session that night. And then I started messaging buyers on LinkedIn from Harvinicle, Selfridges, Fortnum and Mason's. Yeah. Basically telling them we were coming down to meet the other people. Um, we ended up with a meeting with Harvey Nichols. Went down with this. We had, I think, we had about half a bottle of gin left that we went down with. Did a tasting. 
told them what we wanted to do with a branding concept. And, you know, we expected we might get a listing for the Manchester store because they've got kind of a local produce section. Yeah. Um, and the buyer was like, no, I love this product. I love the, I love the liquid. You know, I love you guys. How much have you got? So we're like, how much do you need? You know, instantly you're into sales mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we came away with, you know, a six-month exclusive deal with Harvey Nichols, which is one of the UK's, you know, most prestigious and, and, and luxury retailers. Wow, Jesus. You know, I mean, obviously we know you're... Well, then it was the old moment of on the train back, right, how are we going to do this? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, we got a government startup loan, um, reached out to the growth company, which is a... They're basically an advisory service in Greater Manchester, which work with small businesses. They helped us with the business plan. And, you know, it, it ticked over as a kind of a, as a hobby business up until the point we were made redundant. And, you know, we end up on Dragon's Den and we went for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I sort of knew you from basically from like from, from, from a last position, obviously Wales Group F and B. Yeah, um, and we were looking for a gin, if you remember. Basically, you know, just before you went on Dragon's Den, um, yeah. And basically, you know, I said to you, Liam, you know, can, can we basically put it in? I was looking for something that wasn't on the shelf, wasn't basically well known. Um, you know, if you walk to some of our bars, you know, that sort of branding is there and gives you a brand new experience. So, so, so that's where we met. And you know, sort of, I know you've had some highs and some lows in the business. You know, and sort of learnt a lot. Yeah, yeah. Before we go to, before, but before we do that, let, let's just grab some questions yeah and let's just see who's basically you know god god it's a big one isn't it yeah yeah i think we'll have to look at the top here then yeah hello nice from damp lady glasgow will be interested in what the main shopping high streets are doing once we for christmas um basically england 11th september two million people living in glasgow shops uh, need to record names and all day to basically social distance as they do in hospitality yeah i think let me just take that down actually yeah any views liam and sort of you know I just think the sector's been treated disproportionately and unfairly. You know, it's we, we've but we've responded proactively and, and we've engaged and done everything we've been asked. And here we are yet again. You know, being beaten by a government which just seems on hell bent on destroying the sector. Yeah, I think, you know, there's lots of things on LinkedIn, isn't there? There's lots of sort of feed that quite clearly would sort of back that up. And, you know, I was in a meet today. Let's, let's sort of look through. Hello from Manchester, LinkedIn user. Um, gents, you're both on form and looking trendy. Love the conversations. Thanks, John Benson-Smith. Thanks, thanks JB. Obviously, you know, he was on last week. And, you know, John, you know, thanks for your uh, your call this morning. Looking very handsome. I, I, I'll, I'll take that. You know what I mean? So thank you very much. Yeah, you know, one of us is handsome, yeah? Is that, is that you, Mr. Benton? Uh, hi, Nigel, from Matthew. Yeah, uh, basically, good afternoon, Mark. Yeah, uh, questions, questions, questions. So, Liam, all the way from Newcastle, Chris Burnant. Yeah, people coming through. Uh, it's okay, I'm just looking through the score from basically Dragon's Den. I remember the Dragon's Den pitch, all the best. Gosh, I think it's you. Bad, so I think I'm, I'm sure it's due to wear over the festive period as well. So, keep an eye out on social media because I think we'll, we'll find out a date soon. Did you? You did the pitches to riches, didn't you? Do you remember watching that? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Christmas Eve, yeah, yeah, from Rag and Bone Man to bloody, you know, multi-millionaire, you know. So I remember that. So yeah, that was that was quite a good program actually. So uh, let's just have a look at the question. Yeah, 
Uh, dice your fresh watermelon stick in a vacuum bag, pour it in slosh of Digsby gin, vacuum pack the hell out of it, and leave it 48 hours very cold. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, Jacob? Or the uses for basically, you know, all the way through. So, yeah. Uh, we need certainty. I think that's quite right from Guy, isn't it? You know, I think we we we, we, we all want that just Guy. Plan, you know, just just a plan that we stick to and don't change every, you know, every time someone leaks something to the Daily Mail or goes on the news. It's give us a plan, and you know, let's get out of this mess together. Yeah, and I know, I know you do a lot for the news and stuff like that, lots of bulletins, but you know, I think that's what we're calling from the industry, isn't it? To recovery is basically give us a plan, give us a date, you know, give yeah. us the financials, you know, tell us basically, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people out there in the industry, and lots of people are sort of they're struggling, mate. You know, it's the anxiety, isn't it? It's the sort of sleepless nights. It's everyone busy. I, I, dread, you know, I dread to think the pressure and stress that a lot of these kind of you know business owners, ourselves as well, you know, we, we, we've, we've, we've been faced with challenges, but some of these venue owners that, you know, they've got the savings in, invested, uh, you know, and then they're live. It's their livelihoods at the end of the day. And it's, it's, it's not fair. Yeah, it's it's certainly shocking at the moment. You know, we do feel for those people in the industry. Uh, a lot of businesses have traded very well over the last, last time, 10 months, uh, but we don't read about them. Yeah, is the UK approach, is only look at the bad news. Um, I, I think we talked about this last week. I mean, Liam, we were talking about this just before we came on air. I mean, you know, we, we've 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 seen gains as well. You know, we 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 perform well through COVID. We put, you know, we've had to make investments in e-commerce. We've had to ramp up our investments in the off-trade, um, and you know, we didn't stand still, so we pivoted and changed our business plan slightly. But you know, there is a lot of businesses out there who aren't. Yeah. You know, who, who haven't who haven't done that, and you've got to feel for them. But yeah, there is some there is some positives as well. Yeah, I think what people need to do is look at different ways, you know, and just get on and do it, don't they? You know, I mean, you know, we talk about dark kitchens and vending and all that sort of stuff. We talked about all that last week, so you know, all 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 the way through. So you know, um, still much confusion, says Ian. Yeah, I think he's right, isn't he? I think yeah. there's lots of confusion out there. You know, it's just how how do we get that in? So, so Liam, just just talk me through then. So you know, what I'm interested to hear is is. What were your highs? What were your lows? What, what you know? What, how did you do it? How did you generate? Because you know, take it back to you know, Dragon's Den. You've got the thing, and obviously we go through a due diligence process and all that. Yeah. So how did you basically turn it into you know a multi-million-pound business? How, how, just talk me through. Well, potted. Craft. You know, don't give up. We we we, we knuckle down. You know, the, it's no secret that the gin industry, certainly in the UK, is a congested market. You know, but we've managed to cut through and, and we're going toe to toe with some of the bigger brands that, you know, they've got deeper pockets than ours. But first and foremost, the liquid's got to be good. And, you know, we, we think we've got some of the best. Well, we know we've got some of the best liquids on the market. Consumers like them, you know, the outlets like buyers like yourself like them. And, you know, we wear we, we wear our hearts and our sleeves as entrepreneurs, but then our products do the same. You know, they're fully vegan, they're 100% real fruit. No synthetics, no flavorings, no colorings, you know, and, and so, so the product's good. And we've got a really good small team as well, you know, so everyone who works for the business does an amazing, you know, I, I say we, we've got a small but a mighty team. 
Yeah, I, I, I think basically, I mean, that's what we all known for, isn't it? From D2B Gin, you know, and people don't know D2B Gin is basically, you know, um, you know, go, go on the website, you know, we'll put the website up in a minute, you know. And one thing I like about you, Liam, is basically you're, you're a different managing director for me, yeah, okay? You're not the sort of booted, suited, sits in his office and, you know, sort of corporate world that I came from that basically, you know, you were I totally, spend, totally... You know, I, I spent 12 years in that world and, I've, you know, you could say I've took the best bits from it and got rid of the worst in how we've set up kids bridging and, and the culture we're trying to make it. Okay. I mean, I mean, what's, you know, for, for, for me, yeah, what makes a good manager? What, what, what sort of makes a good entrepreneur? What's the sort of get up and go? What's the sort of, you know, sort of characteristics we actually need? Well, you need some get up and go for a start. But um, I think, you've, you know, you've got to be able to listen and empower others. You know, my motto is find people who are better at what they do than you are and, and work with them. You know, you don't know everything. And we've certainly learned over the last 12 months to, to let things go and let other people take ownership of stuff, you know, and, You've got to be willing to learn, but I think Eddie, you've got to you've got to be passionate. You've got to believe in what it is you, you're doing. Um, you know, you don't like, the entrepreneurs don't just start businesses for the sake of starting businesses. You've got to you know you've got to live and breathe what it is you're doing because people buy into that. You know, you as founder led business or businesses, you know, you are almost as important as the product itself. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, I know, I know your product. People ask me, you know, especially on genealogy, when we do this sort of virtual tastings and sort of, you know, what's the difference between a a supermarket brand gin and a top end sort of, you know, we we, we know we've got entry, we know we've got standard, we know we've got superior, yeah, in in the quality. But you know, it, it's people ask me, you know, Nigel, what is the difference? Yeah, you know, I can buy a bottle yeah, of gin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you you can. I mean, you know, you know, not knocking it, but Superman's home brand. Yeah, you know, you can get you get a, a, a bot for a tenner, can't you? You're quite right. Yeah, or you can basically go to a, a Maha and a sort of Hendrix, a sort of you know, and buy a forty pound bottle. What is the difference? You know, and, and and I guess that's what I'm saying to you. You know, it, what is it that makes the difference? Is is it the quality? Is it the product? Is it the knowledge? What is I, I think it? it's the same as anything. It's the quality of the product. It's packaging. It's brand value. You know, it, it's the added value in terms of what, what other additional benefits the product might have. You know, certainly with our product, you know, the price the price point position, not premium, not super premium, but we are, you know, higher than a supermarket brand price point. But, you know, that that's because of the quality of the product so, and, and the care and attention what goes into making it. You know, there's no synthetics. It's not mass produced. You know, there's, there's no flavorings. There's no colorings. It's 100% real fruit. So everything that you taste in our flavoured gins comes from real fruit. Yeah, and that, and that's a massive market. Isn't it? I mean, we talk about juniper and you know juniper berries. It's not actually a berry. It's a basically it's a seed. Yeah. So basically, you know, from from a pine, you know, people say you know it's flavoured juniper berries, and those people that don't know this will basically, you know, it's it's actually oil. It's basically you know that pine. It's a bit like a bare Christmas tree. You know, is where it comes from. And basically, you know, the main flavour, you know, people ask me, Nige, is, is gin the same as vodka? No, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, is gin a flavoured vodka? And technically, yes, it is, but no, it's not. Because obviously, yeah. you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big technical sort of, you know, you know, the gin makers out there who basically the Kofi's and sort of, you know, getting all the ethanol and stuff like that, you know, it's a massive industry, isn't it? So, you know, it's it's, it's a technical know-how. It's a product. It's it's your quality of product, you know, juniper berries. It's your, your botanics that basically you put in. It's your water you use. You know, it's what you bring down to 37 and a half, you know, ABV yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's a massive, massive industry. And that, that's for another time. So, you know, it's just let's go back to some questions before I sort of bring some up. Yeah. Just sort of, yeah, uh, we... we 
wet only pubs have very little help what we need to do the government should do support them and also the nightclubs yeah liam do, do, do you want to take that one let them trade you know let 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 businesses trade in a safe you know manner and let's just get on with it yeah, I think basically, you know, it's it's they've had very little help, and you're absolutely right. I mean, some of the some of the some of the operators, you know, um, Christmas is gone, hasn't it? Yeah, Christmas just ain't going to be there. You know, got bubbler six and takeaways. You know, and, and most most of the operators, I mean, you know, back in the operation days, do you get beer in? Do you not get beer in? Do you, do you get it in and pour it down the sink? You know, New Year's Eve was almost gone, so you know, massive consideration for for the wet trade. And I think you're quite right, guys. I think basically, you know. Government do, should do more support them. The nightclubs, um, yeah, we've had furlough. Yes, we've had you know sort of grants and stuff like that. You know, rate referrals. But those, let's face it, those. I think got, you know. Look, yeah, look, look up. You know, the nighttime industry association as well because they're doing a lot of lobbying. Um, you know, we've got a guy called Sasha Lord regionally in Greater Manchester who's, you know, taking legal action on behalf of, of the nighttime industry. And, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of suggestions on there of what the government could do. But I think, you know, open your ears and, and engage with people. That, that'd be a yeah. start. Yeah. Sasha was saying that yesterday that, you know, you follow the same feed as, 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 as I do, Liam, um, at the industry. And he, what he was saying that basically 90% won't make it till spring in tier three. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, you know, you know and some of the people we spoke to as well. So. Yeah, and, and I guess basically in the industry, we, we, we very much, you know, here's me, you know, when you get a plan, you know, you smash that plan, don't you? You know, it comes into double figures sort of growth. Yeah, this one is a, you know, it's not, it's not just a case of basically looking for attention, looking for sort of things you're going to do. This is a genuine, you know, sort of concern, isn't it? That people are going to go bust, people are going to go out of business. Oh, it's a massive concern. If you look at, you know, all the all the secondary impacts of that, you know, the unemployment, you know, a lot of people who work in hospitality are quite, poorly paid well not poorly paid but you know they, they're on the lower the lower end of the wage kind of spectrum and you know these people are, are going to be plunged into severe poverty you know rents aren't going to are going to ease up and cost of living certainly not going to go down so yeah we need, we need to be like hospitality trade you know, people sort of ring me and say, you know, come and talk to me about liquidity in the business, come and talk to me about, you know, revival plans and strategy and all that, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, my niece recently asked me, uh, how come you aren't allowed to come to Yorkshire to see me from Northumberland? As we stay locally in lockdown, but Prince Charles can go abroad for a for, for a memorial service. Yeah, okay. I think that's one for Prince Charles, isn't it? I don't know Prince Charles. He's not on my feed. Yeah, I don't hold his diary. Um, but I I, I I sort of hear what you're saying there. You know, it's just uh, that's the way it is. Yeah, okay. My reception keeps dropping out. Going to sort out my internet next time. Yeah, Matthew, basically all the way through. So Luke, you're the sort of you're you're the sort of different sort of. Um, managing director, if you like, yeah, okay. And you're the sort of different leader, yeah. Just talk to me about sort of the sort of people you take on. You, you put out a feed yesterday that no qualifications, you know, needed, yeah. Come and talk to us. We're going to basically sort of take you on board. And lots of job seekers out there, you know, on your attitude and sort of your cultural fit. Just talk me through that. Talk me through the process. Well, that's, that's just more, you know, our, our, our personal preference, you know, my I I've worked in the private sector for twelve years and in a variety of roles and you know I started as a as an admin apprentice, you know, pretty much from leaving school. So, you know, I I value kind of on the job training and attitude over, you know, academia. That you know, that's just me personally and I think, you know, we're trying to build you know, we're we're gonna be scaling Bisbridging massively next year. And we want the right people and, you know, sometimes the right people don't have degrees or they've not 
had the privilege of going to university, you know, and it's, she had a, you know, the post I, I put out yesterday on LinkedIn, it just gave me pleasure signing off job specs that under the qualifications section said, we're not bothered about qualifications as a company. You know, it's about your experience and it's about your attitude and, and cultural fit. Yeah, and, and most people would appreciate that, you know, because quite clearly out there, certainly from the hospitality industry, I think, you know, what's the stat the other day that we'd lost, you know, we, we employ 3.2 million people in the hospitality industry, yeah? So 640,000 of them, yeah, are basically out of work, you know, myself included, yeah, yeah you know, and they thought I'd be sitting here basically, you know, saying, you know, that, that you know, I'd be looking for employment, enjoying what I'm doing, by the way, but, you know, and we're lucky the most, but, you know, some of those guys are out there, some of the chefs and the, and, and the lower end scales, mid scale, and certainly top scales, I mean, we've got CEOs basically sitting there out of work, driving vans. For yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've, you know we've, we've reached out regionally to, to the hospitality sector and we've tried to create, you know, odd jobs in the office or, content creation jobs yeah on social media for them and stuff just to to try and you know help people out yeah yeah no no i know you you do a lot of charity and stuff like that and i want to talk to you about this because you do a great thing that basically you know people people won't realize this that you know some of the gin basically people you know some of the gin distillers because of ethanol and you know when we were back in sort of gosh the peak if it were you basically did lots of stuff for the nhs just talk me through that just talk me through sort of what you did yeah, so, you know, within sort of two weeks, we produced, uh, you know, with our supply chain, two, the equivalent of two and a half million bottles of hand sanitizer, which, you know, was a response to the NHS basically saying that they couldn't get hand sanitizer, which we just found absolutely baffling. You know, a country like like, like ours and, the, you know, the government can't support the, the NHS and the and the supply chain to, to to give them the tools they need to do the job. So we just switched our production facilities, made a load of hand sanitizer, you know, gave it out to, to pretty much everybody. It was every hospital and GP surgery in, in Greater Manchester and police force as well to begin with. Then care homes, you know, there was a there was there's a big thing in the news a couple of weeks later about care homes being extorted, being quoted ridiculous prices by, you know, unscrupulous companies were like, right, well, we'll just donate you a load. Same with public transport, Let's try and get people, you know, confident on public transport in Greater Manchester. We, you know, a couple of pallets of hand sanitizer we sent there. Um, and then little things, you know, from sending a thousand tea bags to, to people who are working in food banks. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. we're quite fortunate as a business, you know, that we, that we were able to help out. So, you know, it, it was the right thing to do. And, and certainly on my feed, I know we, we, we talked about a guy that basically couldn't afford his driving test. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, I, I, I sort of paid for that. And, and, and you were straight on. I mean, you know, without without any question yet, I think I'd sent it out three minutes later. Liam Manta was on, was basically saying, Nigel, you know, if you get any more, let me know. Yeah, you know, so so, so, so all credit to you. I mean, all credit to the NHS and what you've done there. So, you know, save, save lives, Liam, you know. I mean, let's face it. Well, they're, they're doing a better job than we are, mate, to be fair. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. we we could we could help out, and, and it's the right thing to do, you know. It, it, and hopefully, people remember that there's a lot of businesses that didn't yep. help out during COVID. There's a lot of businesses that treated their employees, you know, not very well as well. So, okay. So, I, 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 I know we sort of push for time. Where we now, sort of, yeah. You, you okay for the next five minutes or so? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you, you, you're okay, yeah, because there's lots more questions coming in here. So, you know. Hello guys, Manchester guest speaker, very cool guys. I agree with what Lee, Lee, Lee Liam is saying. Uh, I'm sure Liam, you, uh, you've heard yeah, of the Fab Cafe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so talk us about Fab Cafe just very quickly. You've also heard of it. You've, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know the Fab Cafe. It's a, it's a bar slash cafe with some 
cool memorabilia and some very random things on the wall. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, random, random, I, random I, things. <laughs> what, what sort of random things are we talking Google. about? Right. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair dues. Okay, it's a family show. I don't get my yellow and red card out, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so fab cards all the way through. Okay, um, let's just just discuss a few more questions. I mean, so I, I think some of these we've answered anyway, um, but let's just basically go back to the questions and sort of yeah. If we just set this up, just bear with me. Uh, questions, questions, questions. There you go. So yeah, I, I mean, Pim's answer yesterday. I think yeah. Is it going to affect you? Is it, is it massively going to affect you? Massively going to affect us. You know, our our. Our business was heavily reliant on, you know, the on-trade. Yep. You know, that's, that's a major source of revenue for us. If they can't trade, we can't trade. It's as simple as that. Okay, so so massive for you, yeah. Obviously, you, you're into retail as well, though, aren't you? So Yeah, and, you know, trade, where, where, where we've lost in the on-trade, we've gained in e-commerce and retail, but, yep. you know, that, that, it's not about that. You know, we, we, our business, you know, relies on us selling products to consumers. We've missed a big summer of sport. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's, a ma it's massive, but again, it's an announcement without an announcement. You know, which seems to be a recurring yeah. theme. Yeah, and, and, and let, let's let's face it. I mean, we've got a week now to basically get. You know, I mean, I, I, I talked to some of the big owners, some of the CEOs, and they've gone from zero to hundred percent. You know, so going from takeaway to opening stores and God knows what. So you know, massive. Yeah, uh, how do you start your strategy? I think we've gone through that, haven't we? Yeah, you know, um, what makes a great entrepreneur? Very very quickly. I think grit and determination because you know it's it's not always easy and you you know you the willingness to learn as well because you know we're we're learning every day you know and it we're, we're quite a slick operation now but oof, it was ramshackle for the first 12, 12 months. Okay, so learn about basically process and sort of supply. Uh, oh, everything, yeah. yeah. You know, so all, all the way to there. So that's cool. Um, Here's one that came in basically. You know, what was your greatest setback, and how did you cover from it? I think COVID's been our, you know, been the biggest setback, and our, our response was to to bring the business plan forward, and you know, ramp up our e-commerce investments, ramp up our social media investments, ramp up our off-trade activity and, and above-the-line activity, and it, you know, and it, it, it's that that's kind of how we've navigated this storm. Okay, so yeah, no, nobody knew COVID. Obviously, you know, <laughs> if you just said to me, basically, something from my company, basically, you know, in January, and said, "Listen, guys, you know, we'd all be shut down. We'd all basically be, in, you know, you'd all, we'd all be basically put on furlough, sat at home with your slippers." Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> it just wouldn't happen, would it? Yeah, they'd probably threw me, off, you know, got rid of my mic, put, took my mic back off me, and basically threw me off the stage. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So, okay, uh, future employees, what they're looking for? Uh, positive air. Positivity, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so it's so a sort of a, a, a get up and go attitude, a doer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, some somebody who does something a little bit different. Yeah, you know, we always talk about yeah. this basically on job seekers. You know, it's just some somebody who stands out for the crowd. Somebody who basically does a podcast as a, you know, somebody stupid enough to do a LinTin live sort of. Out yeah, there I, saw, and, I saw something on LinkedIn or Facebook or you know one of the platforms of a day it was a young person had, had you know got a job at a fashion brand and. She'd done the um she'd done a she'd done her application as a CV on a t-shirt in in their style. I thought that was genius, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. outside the box, you know, I think, you know, yeah. there's gonna be a lot of unemployment, but there's gonna be a lot of opportunity as well for people. Yeah, it's the guy who stands outside this train station, isn't it? He basically hands out his C V and sort of, you know, yeah. uh, we, we all hear those stories and I mean, videos. You, know, you don't even need to go to that to that extreme, but just the little things to to kind of, you know, to, to put yourself out there. Yeah, it's a bit being different. Yeah, I think I think that's that one. Um, 
big question for you. How, how do we cover the industry? I mean, obviously, it's all about hospitality recovery. Yeah. How do we actually cover this industry? How do we... I we need, well, I think we need to, you know, leverage some respect for the sector from government, first and foremost. That'd be a start. Um, and yeah, you know, give us, give us, give us some concrete guidelines and a framework we can work with and an end, you know, an end point. And then we can work out how we recover. But until they keep, you know, until they nail down a plan and a strategy, which this government seems to not ever want to do with anything, um, you know, regardless of what your party politics are, I think, you know, we just need some leadership here and some guidance. And I think there's been some superb examples, you know, of, of leadership and guidance during COVID. And there's been some absolute shambolic attempts at it as well. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, we seem to have, have, have got the short straw. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I'm going to take you back to this. Basically, great leaders, great leaders is basically what's all about at the moment, isn't it? People that mm. basically think it's a great leadership are going to win. You know, those people have basically sorted out their businesses. You know, on the 24th of March, started their strategy. Yeah, they're going to basically steal the March air, aren't they? You know, it's just mm. you've got great strategy, great products, great managers. You know, and those people, you know, with a few grey airs that quite clearly, you know, basically brings that brings that expertise that have been through it before. So, you know. Um, views on the future, sir. Before we wrap up, I know you. Well, it can only get better. Way. It can only get better. Yeah, I think no, but you know, I think I, I, there's there's going to be a lot of suffering for hospitality, you know, because of what's going on. But hopefully, you know, when the time's right, we can all get out there and we can look back on 2020 and well, just draw a line through it. Yeah, I think you're quite right. I think we're all looking forward to it, getting back there and a drink, aren't we? And sort of sitting in the pubs and drinking some Digsby gin. Um, if people want to get out to your gin, yeah, how do they get out of it? How do they basically, you know? Oh, com is probably your best bet. Stockists are on there. You can buy online. You can yeah. read about the brand as well on there. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Christmas gifting, how's that going? Obviously, we're into Christmas season. Is that sort of... To be fair, we launched a, you know, a Christmas gift pack again, which is on the website, and that's the rate of sale, and that's been phenomenal. Yeah, okay. So, Liam, obviously, I'm going to wrap this up now because, obviously, we, we've gone through... So, thank you for, basically, your input today. So, Always, you know, mate. Absolutely fantastic, you know, and good to see you, pal. Yeah, you know, I know we're great mates and all that, but, you know, it's good, yeah. to, see you. good to sort of interview you. Um, sort of what's, what's coming up on the show obviously go out every Tuesday at sort of 12 o'clock yeah it's obviously Hospitality Live Hospitality Recovery Live Future Guests we've got coming on the show um, we've basically got Paul Fletcher who's basically a stadiologist um, Paul's going to talk to us about sort of contract catering and all that sort of stuff um, basically on the show so you know obviously listen to the podcast it goes out on Podcast Live uh, Liam Manton sir Mr Manton thank you very much cheers mate all clear see you for a pint thanks a lot cheers pal Thank you.